Is it one I want to talk about? So far, there's anybody on there. Okay. Um, the mitzvah of the sixth parsha of Kiyikar to Kanti part of the mitzvah of the Shiloh Hakain. So, uh, the Rabban has a long, long discussion over here where he discusses the, the, the Rambam. Now, the Rambam, I, I wasn't able to make comp- upload copies, so we're going to. Just gonna, just gonna have to say do it outside. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So the Rambam and um talks about the idea of the the mitzvah of of Shlokein is because the idea or service but no, that um, there are feelings. An animal has feelings. A bird has feelings. Uh, it cares about its young. If something happens to its young, it has pain, and we have to take that into consideration. The Torah says we should not be yachzorim. We should not. We should. We take that into consideration. The Gemara says Mishnah and Sefer Megillah that a person they would compose their own language of their tefillahs. Our language of our tefillahs is standardized, but they would they would compose their own language of their tefillahs. So there is within the the right to compose your own language. The Mishnah talks about there's certain things that you would say. We would say that's not acceptable. So one of the things that the, the Mishnah says is not acceptable is that valid language of a tefillah is saying, the person says the following, the same way you had mercy on the, the conceiver, on the mother bird, you should have mercy on us. The word says, v'shaskanasa. We shut him down. Chazan says that, we, we grab him away from the omen, tie him up and send him away, right? We v'shaskanasa, right? It's like, it's like someone's tired with the rope around us, take him away, right? So... What 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 Morris says? What's wrong? What do you do? Because he's making Kodesh Baruch Hu's meters and meters of rachamim, and mitzvahs are gzeres are not meters of rachamim. So Rama says, "I'm telling you, the purpose of the mitzvah is rachamim, having mercy." And you're ta- and the mitzvah saying that you know, if a person says that, not only is it like you know, not shot, but we it's so bad we have to remove him from the omit. So Rama says, "Well, that that's, that, that depends on whether you learn there's there's." There's time of the time of the Quran or not. So Rabban doesn't like that. The Rabban says you're making a mistake. Let's see where we're going to go. The Rabban says you're making. The Rabban says you're making a mistake. It's the, when the Bereshim gave mitzvahs. There's discussion why he gave the mitzvah. Right, what it means to him, and what it means to us. The mitzvahs given to us are to train us. What the, the person over there in Megillah was saying, the Mishnah saying Megillah, the person gets up and says, you know, the Bershom Pashat has this unique spot in his heart for birdies. And he has Rahmanas on that. And if he gave a mitzvah to protect the birds. And so he should also have Rahmanas on us. He says, I don't know why the Bershom gave mitzvahs. Now, now I'm discussing what the Bershom, the Bershom, Bershom created the world right, for the purpose of having mercy on birds. No, Bershom created the world because he wants to, tra- to, to train human beings. He wants us to have a meet of Rachamim. So he gave us mitzvahs which show we should be Rachamonim. But, but the Bershom is sitting there, he's fadigan about the future of the birds. So he gave a mitzvah to protect the birds. That's not why the Bershom gave the mitzvah to protect the birds. He's not worried about the birds and he's wanting to protect the birds. That, that's, that's the mission. The mission is saying you're going a step before what was the Russian's intent when he created the Bria? 
the Russian was sitting there all alone. He says, you know, you know, birdies would be nice, and I really feel bad about birdies. So let's make, give, give, create the world, give the mitzvah to, to protect the birds. You know, like that's what the Russian had in mind. Why he would create the world was because of, of taking care of the birds. What the Russian had in mind was to take care of us. <coughs> he wants us to become people which are worthy of getting reward. Therefore, we, like Michal talks about, when we get the reward, we're going to feel good about it. He wants to train us to be good people. So to say that the purpose of the mitzvah is to train us to be good people, that's not wrong. Everybody can agree to that. So the purpose of the mitzvah is to, to make us into people which care. Um, I spoke about this once. Where do we stand on the... the, the I'm not even going to get, get to climate change, right? But the, the, this... The vegan movement, the, 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 the vegetarian movement, the, the animal, animal rights movement, right? I mean, we're into carbonus, right? Like, like, they're not very excited about us, you know, the animal rights people are, you know, we're anticipating that the Mashiach is going to come and we build this in Mikdush. I, I saw a sign in Eretz Israel. I had such a lot of a sign. It was every Pesach. So we saw Pesach. So there's a sign about signing up to be, join ownership of a, a of a kosher sheep or goats to use for carbon pesach. So if Mashiach is going to come, there's going to be a rush, and you know they can't have a moom. I mean, not many of them have moom, so not kosher. So I mean, how many kosher and they have to be less than a year old? So you're talking about little little sheep and little goats, you know. Right. How many of them are available? Like you know, which would be kosher? There's gonna be a major rush on it. Get ahead of the rush and buy your your chalik now. Right? I had such an offer. I had such an offer. Besides, in fact, it's such a Jewish thing. That it's a new business angle. You know, like you know, you know, you can, you know, I can post it. You know, make a make a killing. You know, and, and it all. But besides that, Mashiach is real. He might be coming tomorrow. I told you that after we baked the matzahs, so um, I told my chavers, "You wrote so we're not we not to use the matzahs this year." So they looked at me like, "Well, the matzahs are tomei. The Mashiach's going to come. We're going to eat the current past. You can't use tomei matzahs." See, he wrote so the matzahs we use. We're going to end up having you know we'll save them for we made tuma. We're going to make new matzahs but the tahara. Right, Mashiach is about he's he's hopefully coming. Right. So we're going to, all of a sudden, like, gather together. The more talks about a person has a chiyav chattas, he has to make chesh the chattas, he's chayav. I mean, I don't know about you, but I need, like, a few farms worth, you know, like, you know, I, I need, like, you know, like, a few thousand, that, you know, that's just for myself, for my wife, for my kids, you know, like, right? The animal rights movements, people are not excited about that thought process, you know, basically, and, you know, just like shechting. The Benu Yarn and Shari Avoida said the fascinating thing. He says, what's the concept of a korban? A person does a chet and he feels horrible that he did a chet. He feels so horrible that he did a chet that he it, really would like, if possible, to give his life over to back to Kodesh Baruch. So Rosh says, you can't do that. But there's this animal over here which is a similar life to yours. And you see that, and you feel that, and you feel the pain of the animal. You care about the animal. You see its pain. 
and you give that over, it's almost you're going to feel almost akin to giving yourself over to Hashem's border. So the point is not that we, we are cruel to the pain of the animal. We actually, the, the way the korban works is we feel it intensely. My mother-in-law said, described that they, they, they in Shtetl, they were, they were, they were, they were really, they, they were on the poor end, which is like 95% of the Shtetl, you know. Um, they had, they had meats uh, once a year. They owned a cow, and every year the cow would give birth to a calf. And they would save the calf till Ere Pesach, and they would check that Ere Pesach. So if it wasn't a trefer, which sometimes it was, sometimes it wasn't, you know, if the, the, the sheikh came, came out that it was, you know, that the, the calf, so they would have meat for Pesach. The rest of the year, they had potatoes and bread. Sometimes they had bread and potatoes. In the summertime, they had fish also because there was a river. In the winter, winter time, the, the, they would freeze over to the point there wasn't it wasn't realistic to go fishing. She said, "What, what would happen is so the the, ca- the cow would give birth to this calf, and the kids would play with the calf, right? So now, Erev Pesach, you know, her father would take the the, the calf to the shaykhet." He would daf go really early in the morning because the kids would push it, give him a whole like you know you're taking our calf you know they, we're going to be eating you know whatever you know whatever the Elsie you know like you know we're not eating Elsie you know like you know you can't kill him so they had a you know that's what a Corbin is it's where it's it's this friend of mine it's something that I care about which is in pain because I wanted to be as painful as almost as if it was I was doing it to myself. That's the concept of a korban. It's not we're exo- we ignore the, the the pain of the animal. I don't know, we're using that pain as a way to almost express our, our own pain that we didn't have error. We like to we like to do it to ourselves. We like to shake ourselves. We can't do that. We didn't do this thing which is dear. It feels pain just like me, and I see that, and we're going to therefore vicariously feel that emotion. A korban, which is a korban shlomim, we want to give ourselves over to Kodesh Baruch Hu. We're going to do that through the animal. So it's not that we don't care about that. So that's not a steer to this concept of Rahmanas. It's it's the the scenario where we are, as it were, using the, the, the this fact that I care about the animal, the Rahmanas, as a vehicle to generate the proper attitude towards what it means to bring give ourselves to, to Kodesh Borok. So that's that step. Now he goes weiter and he says, um, That when you do the mitzvahs, don't think that you're benefiting Kodesh Baruch which means that the, 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 the Gemara is saying that the Mershom feels bad, and when you do the mitzvah, you make the Mershom feel better. So it's like you're impacting Kodesh Baruch Hu's emotions. That's 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 treif. That's not true. From a Kodesh Baruch Hu's perspective, it doesn't make a difference in what's that, what's going to happen. But the Mershom's perspective for what's for us, it makes a difference. Okay. Then he says that the part of what we're, we're we're doing over here is not only to not only to have the midas of harachamim, but okay, let me say it like this. Rav Hirsch has a gorgeous thought process, which we've we've, we've learned before about, about the mitzvahs which are called the chukim. So the chukim are mitzvahs which we know chukim are mitzvahs which have quote unquote no, no reason. Says that's a mistake. That's not what I mean. Chukim. If you look at the most of the chukim, most of the chukim have to do 
with not the the human world, but the the non-human world. You have the surf shatnes, and you have this, and you have the the lochus of so there's many misses of that sort. She says like this: the word chayk is used parshas vayigash. The kahanim got their chayk. What they get? It means they got a logical concept. It means they got bread. So what does chayk mean? Chayk means a designated amount. So the chayk means something which is designated that you're supposed to get. So chayk is what you deserve to get. What the Torah is telling me is that the animals deserve to get this respect from you. So why do we look at it as something which is blitam? Because we're not animals. We don't see the world through the eyes of the animals. If we see the world through the eyes of the animals, we say, yeah, it makes sense. So mishpatim are things which are ben adam right? And therefore they're logical to us because we have the eyes of another human being and we can see that thought process. And the chayk are the things that exist in the Bria, which they also deserve to be respected. I don't understand why that's so, because I'm not them. And therefore I can't see it from their perspective. That's the idea of a kind of chayk. So what you're, really, what you're really saying is that we're respecting the animal's rights, right? respecting the, 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 the vegetable's rights. I recently saw somebody was responding to something about animal rights. He says, I don't understand. There's multiple research which indicates that you know, if you talk to plants, they grow better, which means plants respond to stimuli. So, I mean, how do plants feel about being eaten? Right? So if you really cared about feelings, apparently plants have feelings also. <laughs> so, like, uh, so why is it okay to eat, eat plants? You should stop eating everything, you know, just, you know, all the things which are minerals. <laughs> now, we're not getting about there's, you know, because I'll say there's, there's, you know, these, these, these malachim would take care of the minerals also, okay, but okay, I'm not going there, you know. The, the, most of these people aren't into the malachim stuff, you know. It's a, it's a different group, you know. Putting Tzimr and Pishtim together is, there's some element of a lack of respect that we have. To tell you a fascinating thing, when I was, um, so Ramban says this idea. That there's, there's a certain amount you have to respect the Seder of Bria, and that's the sort of climb, which is the Hemshik and the Psukim, the Psukim is the sort of climb. Climb is you can't mix things, certain things shouldn't be put together. So you have to respect that the brush should put the Bria a certain way, respect that. So, I think it was President Bush, if I recall correctly, put together a President's Commission on the, uh, the, the topic of cloning to research the concept of whether whether it's acceptable to do cloning or not. So it was it was it was a, approach from a scientific viewpoint, a medical viewpoint, ethical viewpoint, religious viewpoint, moral viewpoint, etc. So I read through the the report, the ethical section and the religious section. So the religious section, of course, there was a Jewish religious section, which was the head input of an Orthodox rabbi, and a conservative rabbi and a reform rabbi. I don't remember their names. Um, and Rabbi Tendler quoted this Ramban that part of the issue was you have to, you know, so you're tampering with the world. So it's a fascinating question. If the, the idea of, the, of, of the, these mitzvahs is to teach us that we learn to respect the animals' rights, we learn to respect the, even the vegetation's rights in a certain sense, so you, you treat the world in a certain way. 
and therefore it has its koyk, it has its, what it deserves. We also know that there's a mitzvah called the kipshuah, there's a council called the kipshuah. The Russian gave the man the right to, to, as it were, subjugate the world. And we do that all the time. So where do you draw the line? At what point do you say, well, if it's an Israel Klayim, so taking cloning, which is like, is a whole different way of dealing with the cell to the point where you're creating life, or you're, not, you're, you're propagating life, a better way of saying it, like creating it, because life exists already in the cell. You're propagating life. Right? So is that different than planting a seed? They say, excuse me, so the seed says, excuse me, sir, like, you know, what are you doing planting a seed? Like, you know. I'm here on the service. I'm happy. I like seeing this on. You know, you know, we don't argue that. I, I, stick, I take the poor seed and I stick it down deep into the. It's like ah, you're burying me. You know, uh, you know, you don't have such an argument. That's called normal. So, so the answer is well, whatever's normal is normal. I mean, but who makes normal? At what point do we decide normal? So, that was what the, the, what Rebbe was grappling with. You know, how do you apply the sarban in the world of reality? You know, how do you, can you extrapolate it from it or not? You know, how much you can extrapolate from it? To, to the mind, our mind, the idea of, uh, of cloning and propagating an animal from cells sounds extremely scary. What about making an organ? Now, there's, there's other ethical considerations, of course, you know, that, you know when, they, when they, they, they clone Dolly, right? So they had this animal which is viable, etc. It was the 200th, the 200th plus try. So there was X amount of animals which were started, which you know didn't make it. Which there was a lot of experimentation, which, as far as you know, could have been quite painful to the animals. So do you have a right to keep experimenting and creating all that pain? That's an ethical consideration, you know, even secular ethical consideration, which was was brought up in the in the in the research. You know, you know, the the question was cloning humans. That was the question which was being grappled with, right? The concept of cloning humans. Um, the idea behind cloning humans is, is, is the thought process of the, of the, the society anyway is like funny, like, you know, a thousand Einsteins, it sounds like a great idea, theoretically, maybe, but just because they have Einstein's DNA doesn't mean they're going to be Einstein. I remember the, there was an article written by identical twins who had very different personalities. And they're reading about this idea. Well, what the point is, if it's the same cell, it'll be the, it'll come about the same. Well, identical twins have the exact same start from the same cell, so they're cloning. They're clone exactly, and they end up being quite different. So just because you end up in the same cell, you look exactly the same. But your 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 your, your level of, of intelligence, your personality, everything is different. So the whole thought process behind the idea that you're going to clone like this. Army of supermen, you know, it, it's it's there's a fallacy in the whole thought process. Right? You're going to bring back, you're going to bring back, you know, uh, your great grandfather because you still have the DNA of the family, you know, that we can make make you know, bring back Zadie, you know, he might be quite different than your original Zadie, you know. Like, so let's not get, get so excited about the plan. Um, so it, it's it is, there's very little to work with in that concept. But the concept that the Ramban is saying that we need to respect the the seder the Russian put in the bria and the Torah gave us mitzvahs to do that the issur of climb and etc which means the Russian was saying listen I, I put I did put limitations on man's rights to control the world you can't do whatever you want and the Russian is adding that that comes from because you're respecting that 
the, the correct way to look at the world is you're respecting the rights of the world. This, the world, the Bereshim created the world and gave it an inherent certain amount of the, of the plan to function a certain way. And, and don't shepherd. Don't shepherd. The Bereshim wants the world to function a way. That's their right to function like that. So, so when we discuss this concept, you know, are there rights? The Torah always talks about responsibility. It's not about rights. Um, the, the concept of mishpatim, in a certain sense, is respect that your neighbor has a right to be treated with a certain amount of respect. Therefore, don't be massacred, don't steal from him, etc. It's your responsibility. It's not the point. Is not him to come and ask for his rights. It's for you to be responsible. But the, but the starting point is you're respecting that everybody has their spot where they belong. And don't it's his dalalamus. Don't walk into it. Even an animal has such a right. So the combination of the two, it's not just that we're coming from the meters. The point of, coming from the, the the vantage point of rachamim means like this. Really, I've right to do whatever I want. But I'm a nice guy. I care about you. I have mercy. The, the next step of Klein teaches me I, I don't even have a right. Forget about rachamim. Rachami means, theoretically, I have a right to do whatever I want to you, but I'm a nice guy. I have mercy. I don't do that. When, when the murderer doesn't kill somebody, because that's the law, so, oh, he has Rachami. He's a Rachami. That's the law. He has no right to do it. So that's a step beyond the meat of Rachami. That's like you have to learn to re- understand your limitations. So first takes us a step weiter, and he ties this into... Baltashkas, right? Okay, you knew yeah. that was coming, right? right? The whole use of the, of the concept of Baltashkas is recognizing the fact that the Russia put things in the world for a purpose. So watching and destroying them means you're not respecting their, their function. Now you grapple with how, where, do, where do you draw the lines? That's, you know, like, I actually had this conversation because Baltashkas was in last week's parasha. There's a little boy, a very precocious young man. I asked him, like, you know, did... So he learned about the parsha, so he mentioned that. Um, so he learned about baltashkas. So he says, you know what baltashkas means is don't don't waste food. You know that's the standard you know translation of it. So, well, he actually says, I explained to him the story how the Torah describes what it is. It says, because okay, so I have a problem, we're not going to wait. Shouldn't waste anything. So I get Amazon deliveries. So they come in a box. Now that box is a very good box. It's, Cardboard, it's usable, and you know, it has. So I save the box. Then I get another delivery, and I save the box. And save the box. It says, What's going to happen to my office? Said in front of my office. It says, What's going to happen to my office after a while? It says, I can't even be in your office. I said, Aha, that's the problem. <laughs> right? So I learned to, learned to respect, you know, the, 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 but at the same time, I have needs also. One of my needs is to be able to throw things out. Because otherwise, I don't know where to live. So how do you balance the, the human need versus the, the need to respect the, the society around you? This is, a, this is a very difficult question. I said, I'm not going to give you an answer. I said, you realize this is part of the challenge which we have, why Baltasha is so difficult. You live in a society where they had, so, they had tremendous limitation in resources. So Baltasha is much easier. I, my wife told us when we were living in Cleveland, so right after Glasnost, so they started, they started making these, these camps in Russia. So two of my wife's Tamidas went to work in a camp in Russia, um, in Moscow, or outside of Moscow. 
so they came back and they're like they're blown away. This is they, they, they stayed in, in these in these apartment buildings, these high rise. You ever seen a picture of like the Moscow high rise buildings with like you know, like four million apartments, like one building, you know, like type of thing. It says there was two of them. Each one had I think three thousand units or something like that. And there was a garbage, you know, a dumpster in between the two. It was a medium sized dumpster, emptied once every two weeks. Because nobody threw anything out. They were so poor. You didn't throw anything out. So you could empty that dumpster once every two weeks and it was not it didn't over it hadn't overflown yet. By us we have a gigantic sized dumpster with a, th- a, a tenth of the size of the apartments, and it's empty twice a day because you, we throw so much stuff out. Right? But that's that's the the, the, the challenge of affluence, right? But Betson, we're, we're, we've trained ourselves not to respect the world. We're, we're not respecting the items in the world. Which <coughs> it's a problem. It's a Russian's world, and these things. So the answer is. In our society, we're almost given, not given a choice because if you would, you would become dysfunctional. Right? They, you know, they have these people that they, they can't throw anything out. Hoarders. Hoarders, you know, so they, it's, it's, a, it's a mental illness. Right? They, they, they become dysfunctional. Um, I was just visiting a friend of mine in Passaic, I said over there overnight. So the way I find his house is that there's a car in front of his house which is filled with junk. It's in the Google, Google, you go to the Google map of the house, the, 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 the car is there, you know, that's how I find the house. He says, one car? The guy has six cars on the block, all totally oh. stuffed with junk. What street is this? <laughs> Orchard. That's your friend? But, no, it's not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's his neighbor. He says, but, you know, I said, you know, can you want to, like, ask him to move it? He says, you know, it's not worth setting up with the guy. Guy gets very uh, uh, aroused when you challenge him about his his junk. Right. It's a right 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 in the right in the yeshiva. It's a black black from the yeshiva. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't I don't know the I don't know, I don't know the cars, but yeah, it's like <laughs> Rabbi Rovner. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So. So like we're living in a society which like you know you, you can't keep everything, so so we're used to throwing things out. That's a horrible lesson, of that we, we're not respecting. When, so we don't learn to respect. So we you know we're trained with this idea of we, we can do whatever we want. Man is a bit of a creation, which he is, and do whatever he wants, because the world he subjugates the world. The man is a physical creation, and he can do what he and he has a right to use the world properly, but he has to respect the world. And that's the, the that's the Torah hashkafa is that balance. So that's where I first talked about the about Hashkis. By him is one of the foundational mitzvahs of the Torah. It's respecting the world is not yours. It's a Russian's world. It's not just a you know don't throw out your waste of your food. It's like there's a God in the world who gave you a world to use properly. So this now becomes, but just theoretically, if we could use the world in a more efficient way where we're wa- not wasting the resources, would be appropriate. Now, again, so how do you balance that vis-a-vis the fiscal responsibility and fiscal availability? And the balance of all these things is extremely difficult. But we, 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 we buy in, and we bought in, historically, 
to this concept that Yaakovina went back for Pachim Tanen. We throw them out. That's why we don't go back for them. We, we, we put them into the garbage, you know. The Pachim Tanen. If, if, if we would be there, you know, like, you know, say, Yaakov, I mean, come on, Pachim Tanen. That's the Amazon boxes. Just throw them out. Yaakovina says, I mean, Pachim Tanen, we have them where the most, where, where earthenware jugs where clay was available, fire was available, they were cheap, they were the cheapest thing. They would absorb whatever food was inside and they would get stink after a while. The more talks about that their muxamach was mias. Because the oil would get absorbed in and they would exude oil and became like really, you don't want to, want to touch them, etc. They were not from the most extremely valuable items. They were, they were the, that's like, that's the Amazon boxes. That's like, it's the lowest of the low of, 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 of the chassim. That's what Chazal is talking about. The Yaakovina went back from Pachim Ketanim. So it was Pachim Ketanim. He went back for even the most insignificant item. That's Yaakov, you know, what, what, what Chazal is saying. Yaakovina, on the other hand, the second half of that thought process, Lovin runs after Yaakov, and he says, uh, he claims that he took, the, he took, the, took his trophy, he says, search. So the matter says, that the derech is, we have a son who lives by a father-in-law for 20 years. Right? So he leaves, he has some bobby pins, he has some, he has some safety pins, he says there wasn't one item, one pin, there wasn't one thing Yaakovino had from, from Lovin. He had such respect for property. So I'm not even take one thing which doesn't belong to me, not even the smallest item. So he had a tremendous respect, Mitzad, the property of Lovin, and he had, at the same time, he had a tremendous respect for the fact that Rishim gave him Pachim Ketanim, they have a use. So you don't leave him behind. That's, but we can't live like that because in our society, that's not, that's not functional. You move to a society which is impoverished, and that, that, that becomes functional. But then you're left with, you're living in an impoverished society. And there's opportunities to accomplish which will be limited. So it's a, it's a tremendous frustrating in the world of Chinuch, how do you get, how, how do you train your children right, about this? How do you train the adults about this when we're forced to throw things out? We don't have a choice, and if we don't do it, our wives will make us do it. Um, <laughs> um, I sit there. I got every every time I have these boxes. These are good boxes. It drives me crazy. Like we're throwing out good boxes. Okay, put a recycle and say, well, you know, like. Maybe you shouldn't order from Amazon. Maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe they have an option now to do less boxes. We do that sometimes. They have bags now. They're trying to get away from boxes. I know, but the bags, you know, the bags. You're saving those two? What? You're saving those two? No, I'm not saving the bags. Because <laughs> they're torn already. <laughs> if they wouldn't be torn, I would save them. <laughs> but like, that creates a whole other problem. You know, that's a resource which creates a challenge for the, for, the, for the environment. Boxes are, are, are fully recyclable. Bags are made out of uh, these, less, less there's something which is going to be, some of them are, are able to t totally disintegrate and go back to, it's biodegradable materials, or they're not biodegradable materials. That's a bigger problem. Or it's not a bigger problem, it's a problem. Uh, we are definitely, we, should use 
the idea of like you know that we're here to make sure that, that the world remains pristine is, is false. That's the, the man is it, it, right. the, the purpose of the world is the man should use it. Right, the people which are busy worrying about you know the, the tree huggers are busy trying you know, right. That's that's false. We're not here to protect the trees. But and I, we tend to in our society go to extremes. And the Torah is about balance. The society is, you know, either you, we don't, we, we don't do balance well. So either we're like this way or that way. And the, the Shkav Torah is, yes, you should use it. If a person is hesitating using something from, from the, which could benefit in some way, him, benefit him because he's worried about the house impacting the, 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 the trees, he doesn't understand what man is. One of the, one of the Mahalchims explain why meat was, why were they matter meat? The Russian was matter meat to, to Noah. Adam did not have a right to, eat, to Adam did not have a right to kill an animal to eat, to eat its meat. It didn't say they had a right to eat meat. They had a right to kill an animal to eat meat. Noah was allowed to kill an animal. Why? Noah, the society had went, the, 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 there's one option that you learn to respect the rights of the animal so you're a human being and you're, you're the pinnacle of creation and you, from that vantage point you respect the, the, the rights of the animals. There's another way of looking at it. You, you degrade yourself down to the level of animals so that you're the same as the animals so we're making that you have a right. The world before the, the marble had made themselves like animals. Because what's the difference between them and animals? So Rosh says, no, 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 you're different than an animal. All right, you're allowed to eat animals. So the, the heter of Achilles Bosser was to teach you that you're not the same as a behemoth. So the more it says that I'm a ratzim, can't eat meat. More psalchim and the third parak. So I once had this conversation with, I have a, I have a relative who's, uh, she's um, tree-hugging, vegan-eating, Trump hating, uh, clim- climate activists, whatever. You, you, get, you get the picture. Um, so, uh, it's your sister, right? Uh, yeah, my sister, yeah. yeah. We're both extremists, you know, just in different ways. Um, so, we're having this conversation about, like, you know, she was like, you know, about the fact, the fact that, you know, the, the, the eating meat. I says, you're right, you shouldn't eat meat. Says I'm Ratzim, I'm allowed to eat meat. <coughs> she said, "What is it?" I said, what, what, "What?" I said, "Let me explain something." What the what they're saying: the person whose purpose of life isn't to raise himself above the physical reality, is to see that the man is, is is something greater than just the body. Doesn't have a right to eat meat. So that's how you view the world. You're right, Dave. Good question. I said, but furthermore, I have to ask you a different question. I don't understand. If you don't, she's you know, she's an atheist. So, if you don't believe that man is any different than animals, animals eat animals. So why can't man eat animals? That's the other part of the question. So, but lishitos lishitoseich, right? But from the vantage point of Chazal, Chazal says, "More mentesson beis." I'm sorry. can't eat meat. Because they're not being mechanic of their purpose in the Bria. They have no right to touch the animals. Person says, yeah, I made animals available to, to help you do what you're supposed to do. You're not doing that. Don't touch my animals. Like, hands off. You they're mine. Vegetables? What? 
Yeah, a lot of vegetables. Yeah. Even though they might have feelings. Yeah, I know that. That's. <laughs> no, the point. The point is that man, so far as far as I know, man, except for the, has never degraded himself down to the level of vegetables. You know, they have made themselves like animals. <laughs> so the point is, I don't want you to look yourself like an animal. You're, the reason why you're allowed to eat meat is because you should see yourself as above that. So if you're not, excuse me, what are you doing? This is why we have So, so my son the Balatanya that uh, that the only scene we do this, this type of stuff. The rabbis do this type of stuff. The if they did, they wouldn't tell you about it. Um, <laughs> the Svartim also could, but you know that. But that's, that's like not even a kiddush anymore with the Svartim. Like you know, three from the Dragos. So. Um, he went collecting with another rov, and they came into this big Greer's house. So the guy was sitting and like really enjoying his piece of meat over there. And like the Rebbe, it's like, like the, 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 the Balatanya, was like, you know, it was like, didn't want to interface with the fellow. Now, they come for Pinyashrim purposes, etc. So the other person's like, you know, like, like. So he passed his, his hand over the his companion's eyes, and he did whatever he did. And the fellow opened his eyes, and he saw a form of a behemoth sitting by the table eating meat. That's how the Balatanya saw. In other words, the person had degraded as a shovel to the point. He's like a behemoth. It's hard to have a conversation with the fellow about stalker when he looks like a cow. You know, like you know. so. That's an issue. So we need to use the resources of the world to remember ourselves. We're not, we're not, we're, we're not another creation. We're not. We need to use the world and subjugate it, and, and we need to do that at the same time and learn to respect the Bria. And that's uh, the, this is the challenge of the balance that we, 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 we grapple with all the time. Okay, gentlemen, that was the Thank thought. You very much.